I'm Mike. And I'm Adam. And this is Stuff and Waffle. Two friends talking about stuff, and often as not, waffling with frequent reference to Bond cars. We were talking recently about automotive destinations. Mm-hmm. Yep. Museums and the like. Yes, more um, often than not, yes. More often than not. And we were talking about what they did and did not contain. And I recalled that when we when we got to the Haynes Museum in Somerset, you were saying that one of your all-time favourite cars, the Jaguar XJ220, has never been there when you no. visited. <laughs> and yet every time I've been there, it has been there. Yes, yes. My my luck of the draw on that one's not brilliant. Not done well with that one, no. Um, but it got me to thinking, how about a museum that always contains exactly what we want and reflects our particular tastes, if you like? Uh-huh. Okay, so what you're suggesting here is that we need to form our own museum and curate it ourselves rather than exactly it doesn't exist you've not you've not just googled and found this place that magically exists already no no sadly not i I fear we're not buying any plane tickets for this one no i fear it, it it doesn't exist um but i thought it might be kind of fun to build an imaginary you know the the stuff and waffle museum of automotive goodness or something like that um, mm. Yeah, I think there's enough waffle in that title as well, so that's good. Oh, well, it fits, doesn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, you can't have something sharp and snappy with us, can you? It's got to go on and on and on. So I think that's you're going to need to continue the sign on the next building. I yes. think that's oh, yeah. where where we are. So I'm imagining. Let me paint the scene for you. Please do. I'm imagining a converted dockside warehouse. One of those buildings, red brick building. Big doors, lots of windows, not a particularly big footprint, but very tall, lots of floors. Yes, I think. Yes. I think yeah, as long as it's roomy, we're all right. Hmm. Open mm. plan inside, quite minimalist, quite modern on the inside as a sort of counterpoint to its um, old exterior. And mm. uh, yeah, five or six mm. floors. And we just, yeah, we fill it with all our with all our treats. Wow. Uh, yeah, let's do that. Let's let's do that then. <laughs> yes. <laughs> now we're gonna probably take half or so each, I would I would suggest. And there's bound to be some overlap here and there. Um yeah. I've divided mine into I don't know, sections, rooms, floors. I don't know, however we would organize it yeah i know Um, what you mean i've gone for sections rather than designating rooms or anything yes just just, i mean we can we can be quite fluid with that i've i've got some they're all fairly evenly balanced they've got more or less the same number of vehicles in each section which wasn't a deliberate effort it's just how it's worked out yeah Um, i'm 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 quite similar actually hmm. yeah yeah okay so go on then I've given each section a title. Um, is, it, so let me... is it its official title or just a reference point for you? Um, no, I think I'm going to say these are, you know, these names are going on the signs. So, wow. think, yeah. right. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty happy with these. So we might do a bit of moving around here and there because some of the cars could exist in more than one section. Um, okay. 
but I've you know categorized them as as I, I initially thought. So I've got four sections to kick us off. Okay. Okay. Hmm. Now I've shall I, shall I give the names of the sections and then we'll we'll dig deeper into those. So, yeah, that seems fair. So I've got four sections. The first one is simply called style. Oh. Second one is called muscle. Mm-hmm. Third is iconic. Right. And the fourth one is my dad had one of them. Ah, that's good. Not, but... not to say that he did. If I, he didn't have any of these, but they're all strong <laughs> contenders for that particular they're all strong phrase. Contenders for that phrase, uh, I'm not referring to uh, my father specifically. <laughs> no. Okay, that's all right then. That's fine. Um, I haven't been quite. While I've sectioned everything off, I've not named it beautifully. They're they're merely reference points at the moment. Okay, fair enough. Um, well, we can names we can work on, and they're perhaps um, a little bit more specific. I'd say. Okay. Yeah, mine are fairly broad. Oh. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, go on then. Kick us off with your first section. Was it style? Right. Style. We're going to start with style. Okay. And I'm going to get it out the way up front here. Right. The most obvious choice, perhaps for me, front and center, there will be a DeLorean. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's... if there's one thing it's got in spades, it's style. It's perfect to sit in a museum. Yes. <laughs> there's no disappointment when it does that. No, there isn't. And when it's locked away on the third floor, there's no chance of taking it for a drive. No, it's good. So I think yeah. that's that's appropriate. Yeah, yeah, that um, is. That's why I didn't even bother putting it on any of my lists because I thought, well, that, you're, you're going to pick that. So I'm going to have that covered. I'm going to have that covered. There it will be, right in the front, gleaming bare metal doors aloft. Yeah, it's going to. Mm-hmm. You know where you are with the style section as soon as you see that first car. Yes. Yep, okay. Happy with that. Happy with that one. Now, as you meander your way, reading those little cards that they put up, you know, little oh, yeah. bits of information, we have to prepare all that as well. Oh, that was a fun. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You, you wear your Google out doing that. <laughs> Next choice, again, is one you probably won't be surprised at, and I think you'll agree, um, Aston Martin DB7. Yeah, it's something that we both covet. Mm, absolutely. Mm. And I don't yeah, think it's, it's limited to just you and I. <laughs> so No, uh no, absolutely. It's I was gonna say it is uh, a little bit more obtainable that one because they are um uh, a little bit cheaper, but um I don't want and I should have said up front, I don't want price or availability to feature in this we should just have what we want that's um, right because we said we don't necessarily have to own these cars these oh not just, at all no, so. no well and many museums don't own the cars that are, that are yeah. in them that's not unusual um but even if it's complete unobtainium and there's only one left in the world and it costs 10 million pounds if you want it in your museum you pop it in there it's yeah. there shouldn't it be phone calls well, we soon get it in. Absolutely, yeah. there'll be all sorts of things wheeling up. Yeah, so, so yeah, we shouldn't shouldn't worry about 
uh, whether something is uh, you know how realistic or not it is if we think yeah. it should go in it should go in so so yeah we've got an, an aston martin db7 mm-hmm. um now the next choice is a little bit more unusual a bmw i8 it's, it, it's striking in terms of style i'll give you that it is very striking in terms of style and that's what this section is about yeah, it's not classically beautiful, but it's very striking. Yes, exactly. It's a little bit different. Could equally arguably go uh, in the iconic section, but I, I've kept it in style. I think it's... I think you're right. I don't think it's iconic enough. No, I don't think it is. I think there are there are other um, cars that belong there. But yeah, BMW i8 is very, as you say, it's striking. It was unusual. A kind of a one-off. They've not done anything to follow it up. No, it's not um, been revisited, has it? No, not at all. Um, but certainly very stylish, uh, which yeah. is what this this good is choice. So we've got a BMW i8 in there, preferably in that classic um, electric blue color that they did. Yeah, very nice. Yeah, mm, I yeah, so. like that. Quite like the i8. Next choice, um, I'm going for something uh, very different um in every way a uh, rolls royce silver shadow yeah that's a it's a well it's just classic isn't it classic design. just classic it's just classic i wasn't sure whether to go for a one or a two the one mm. is more classically stylish the two um although it was a better car um with the big rubber bumpers and things it just didn't it, it was it was a little bit chunkier a little bit more cumbersome i thought yeah i think i think you're right yeah i think i think i'd side with you on that one yeah if i was buying one to drive i'd absolutely go for a two it's a much better car um, <laughs> but to have in a museum and look at you'd want the original i would i would suggest yep yep i'd go with that yeah nice choice moving on moving on um mm. A Citroen DS. But say no more, really. If there's ever a car that belongs in the style section, that could even be put up front with the DeLorean. Yep. It's just, it's got it all, hasn't it, really? It's, it's, it's just, it's perfection in terms of design. It is, the goddess, as they called mm, it. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just spot on. I'd probably go for a later one um, that had the bigger the bigger swiveling headlights, the earlier one with the fixed headlights. So didn't quite, um, how I thought the later one was, a was for once the revisions were an improvement. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 I go along so with that. Probably go with a later one. Um, but yeah, you've, you can't, uh, you can't not have one. I don't think. No, no, I think you're right there. No, that's, that's a excellent choice. So staying in Europe, mm. I'm going for a Ferrari. Now, mm. there could be Ferraris in pretty much every section I've mentioned, or maybe not my dad had one, but in the other three sections, <laughs> you could you could have a Ferrari. Um, I wanted a Ferrari in the style section, but choosing which one was quite tricky. Um, I'm very interested about this. Yeah, there's a lot to choose from there, and 
it really comes down to personal taste i think and again a reminder that this is not about which would be the best to own or which would be the best to drive this is about style so it's very much about how it looks and the one i settled on was the uh 365 gtb4 daytona yeah that's a fair place to settle i was worried we were going to have an argument then but i I think it's a solid choice i'm not sure either of us is into ferraris enough for it to spark an argument well need i should i remind you of the 250 short wheelbase oh the one that looks like a dog park in its breakfast Mm -hmm. yeah yeah, that's, um, that's where we're going to kick off, you see. That's come up, with, but I didn't choose that um, because I don't like it. Mm. Now, you see, you've brought it up again. It's one of the few areas where we disagree. <laughs> it's okay. This is your room. I can't. This is can't... my part of the museum. If you want one in your side, you have at it. Yeah, yeah. I can't <laughs> kick off. That's fine. No, I won't. <laughs> this is my bit. Yes. No, you're, you're all right. You're all right. This, this won't. We won't sort of uh, go spur off onto a tangent of me getting arsy again. It's No, no, let's, let's not do that. Let's, if mm. you want one in your side, that's absolutely fine. Yeah. Um, but I'm having the Daytona on my bit. Okay. Now, I'm coming back to Britain for my next couple of choices. Um, mm-hmm. These are in no particular order, as you have no doubt gathered. It's all very eclectic, like the whole place will be, I suspect. Yes. Um, and I am having a Mini Cooper, an original Mini Cooper. Lovely. What some would term a proper Mini Cooper. Um, uh, yeah. 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 No, that's. I'd have been upset if we didn't have a Mini in there somewhere. Yeah, it's, it would be wrong, wouldn't it? Mm. It would be wrong. Um, you've got to. You've got to have one. Um, yeah. Um, it wouldn't be a rally one. I wouldn't go for it all kind of done, just, you know, stock standard as you'd have bought it. Not maybe not some Maddie Hotkirk. No, 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 no. Um, maybe again, maybe in your motorsport section, but not that you've <laughs> said you've got a motorsport section yet. I'm just guessing. <laughs> I wouldn't like to confirm or deny. No, no, not at this early stage. Um, <laughs> but I'm thinking probably in red, bonnet stripes, Union Jack on the roof, you know, full. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just tick all of the boxes. Yeah, I think so. Um, good, good. That certainly wouldn't be difficult to get. Uh, now, no. <clears throat> again, staying staying in Britain for this one, a bit more unusual, but I think it does belong. Um, a Morgan Plus Eight. Yeah, yep. Yeah. It's just there, isn't it? They're still head turners. They are. You see one, and you do still look. Yeah, they're very special still. Mm. Um, and uh, as long as we keep, you know, the chassis well oiled, um, I think we'd be fine with that. <laughs> oh yes, oh I like yes. That. I've never, uh, I've never been in a Morgan. I've never driven a Morgan. I've never had anything to do with Morgans, but they, yeah, they are. <laughs> They are incredibly British. What is it James May said that it's a car they forgot to stop making in the 1940s? Uh, yeah, yeah, he's not far off, but I mean, no. it, it it doesn't hurt its cause, does it? I don't think so. And by all accounts, they're working on an electric one. Well, they're going to have to, aren't they? Otherwise, they're going to have trouble selling Yeah, cars. yeah. <laughs> the, the, 
the business model might disappear uh, yeah. over time. <laughs> I think it might. Um, yes. So that's going to be very interesting. But anyway, so we have a Morgan because I think good. it's right. Yeah, that's that's good. I like that. So now I've got four left for this this section. Mm -hmm. um, two more British um, and two uh, not. Okay. So let's go. I'm going to come back to the British ones at the end because they're both quite special. So next choice, and I think it really is style over, well, certainly style over sales success, um, the Renault Aventine. Uh, yes, definitely style over sales. Yes. <laughs> they did yes. not sell. No, right. it was a disaster. It killed Matra. Yeah. Um, but it's... Again, much like the uh, the i8, it is a striking car. The striking car, it's it's certainly very stylish. It's certainly very unusual. Yeah, I think it. I yeah. think it belongs. Um, yeah, that I definitely think it belongs. That's definitely got its place in design. That I think. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what this section is about: design and style. I could have called it design, um, but you know, I went with style. But yeah. Um, yeah, I mean it's quite interesting in its way. It's got some quite clever doors, and you know, but it, yeah, it was not a successful vehicle. <laughs> no, it was built for a market that didn't exist. So, yes, it was really, wasn't it? Yeah. Yes, but no, it's a good choice nonetheless. I'd be happy to have that in our museum. Good. Now we've got three, three proper classics coming up here. Right. Um. And the next is uh, a, well. Some people may know, may not know it. Actually, the Volvo P eighteen hundred. Well, that's that's a classic. Are you going for traditional coupe? Yes. Yeah. I am. Okay. Yes, right. I am. Um, yes. Very, very special car. Very unusual. I, a lot of people, I, I think, don't don't know about it. I think it, it was it was quite an unusual car for Volvo. Yeah, they've not really gone that way since. I mean, we've had the odd no. coupe here and there, but never to that extent. No, and it was very uh, kind of low and curvy, which Volvos tend not to be. <laughs> um, yeah, wonderful piece of design. Yes, absolutely. Uh, famously driven by Roger Moore in The Saint. Um, oh, yes. And, yeah, uh, yeah lovely. No, it, so, it, it is a gorgeous thing, isn't it? It is. It, it, it just is. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, no complaints there. Now, two left, both British for this section. Um, and the next one I'm choosing is a Rover P6. Okay, so you're going P6, not P5. That was a real battle because I love the P5. Really love the P5. It, yeah, the P5B saloon particularly. But if it comes to out and out style, uh, I think for me the P6 just edges it. I would probably 
to drive, I would probably buy a P5. But I think for this purpose, I would I would go with a six, just for a bit of looking at. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I'm not I'm not going to kick off either way, really. I, I, <laughs> I'm I'm happy to have one or the other or both. I um, I was tempted to put a P5 into my iconic section, P5B. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, for style. The P6, and again, it was as you were saying about the Volvo. They never really did anything else quite like it. Uh, no, no, not even come close. No, um, they did some other nice stuff that we'll come on to, but the P6 really kind of exists in its own bubble. It's incredibly 1960s. I think it just screams the 1960s when you look at it. Mm. And I, no. yeah, it's very special. Okay, no, that's fine. So, but yeah, it was a tough call that. And as I say, to actually own and drive, I would probably choose a P5, but for this purpose, it's a six. Yeah, a six. Yeah. Okay, no, yeah. no, no, I follow your logic. I'm happy with that. Last one for this section, and I hope the floor is stable because there's some heavy old stuff in this section. Oh God. Um, <laughs> Um, I'm going to choose a Jaguar XJS, but the question will be which one, because yeah, they, made it, they made it for so long that there were so many different sorts. Um, but for me, I'm going really, really early. I'm going for a Series 1 uh, big rubber bumper edition with that mad, uh, mad um, instrument the mad instrument clusters with all the sort of um horizontal moving dials and all that yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. the little you know and not dials they weren't dials were they there was this sort of, what do they call them um, i know what i know what you mean it kind of had yes. needles in it rather than, that's right that rolled yeah. up and down yeah. um very unusual yeah um for me the original xjs uh on the and it would need to be on the kent alloys oh, yes um, definitely and preferably I would say either white or gold. Funny you say that. I was going to go with gold if you were yeah. decided on color. I think I think the gold. Um, mm. I, I yeah. I it's, the, it's full seventies yeah. at that point, isn't it? It's full seventies at that point. Um, mm. And it was the car that sort of after the E Type, very much smacked everybody between the eyes and. What, eh? what the bloody hell is that? Yes, <laughs> exactly. Mm. Um, but it wasn't meant as a replacement for the E-Type. It was meant to be its own thing. It was meant oh, to right. be um, a GT. It was meant to be a long-distance cruiser. It wasn't meant to be a sports car. Um, well, that's right. It, it wasn't an XK, bit... was it? No, not exactly. And it wasn't supposed to be. Mm. Um, it didn't. It wasn't a replacement for the E-Type. They stopped making the E-Type. And then started making the XJS, but it was a different thing. Yeah. Um, and I think it was quite misunderstood uh, because of that. But uh, I'm, yeah, I mean, there are, you know, there's the later, the later facelift ones, the celebration models. But for me, right back to the 1975 Series 1. You yeah, could it's find good. in gold, if you could find one of those. Oh, <laughs> happy little boy. Oh, I'd enjoy that. I'd, I, you'd, you'd catch me sitting in that of a morning making brum brum noises before mm. all the visitors came in yes 
that's your happy place. So I'm very pleased that a jag popped into your list on that one. I was getting worried there. Uh, there's more to come. I would have um, thought so, but uh, yes, I thought there's got to be one in the style room. Yes, of course there does. And for me, uh, yeah, the original XJS, not not an E-type. It's too obvious. And I'm weird controversial. Oh, gosh. I actually don't think the E-type is that good looking. What the hell? What are you saying things like that for, are you? I can I can qualify it. I think I can, good luck. I think the windscreen is too upright. I think the windows are too the cabin is too tall and I think the wheels are too far inboard and I think it spoils it. The convertible oh. is better. Uh yeah, yeah. The convertible is but I'm talking about the coupe. The convertible yeah. is better. The the racing ones that they did, the continuation ones that they did a few years ago, where they brought the wheels a little bit further outboard and flared the wheel arches and lowered it slightly, looked way better. Yeah. Okay. Um it's, it's hey, I, controversial, I know, uh, but I'm uh, not afraid to say it. I don't I, think the I don't think the E type coupe was a particularly good looking car. It's, if I were going to pick one, it would never be a coupe. And if I were going to have one at all, assuming someone severely topped up my bank account, um, <laughs> yes, it, it would be a Series 1 convertible because anything after Series 1, they just kept spoiling it ever so slightly more each time. Yes, and I think we both agree on the Series 3 styling particularly. Oh, it's really... a bit... Uh, just a bit crap. It really did go wrong, didn't it? Yeah. It is a bit crap. It was designed for it was for the American market. Um, uh, mm. Yeah. Yes. Well done. Don't need to say any more, really, do we? Um, no. But yes, I agree with you. The Series One convertible was by far the best of the bunch. I still think the wheels are too far inboard, <sighs> but you didn't have the high the the high roof line and the no. It's just a little bit ungainly for me on the coupe. And in fact, Sir William Lyons himself didn't like it. Okay. He didn't like the rear end particularly. He hated that side hinged tailgate. Um, and he, yeah. didn't, he didn't think it, was sell, it would sell. He was against uh, making it. He didn't like it at all. Okay. I mean, I don't have hatred for it, but if I were in the market, I'd just pick a convertible. Yeah. It's uh, one of those think, convertibles yeah. where you perhaps wouldn't look like a complete tit either. I think there's enough appreciation of an E-type where you wouldn't I think it would be it would be almost expected that it would be driven by um, someone perhaps a little bit older. Um, uh, yeah, descending chap. Yes, exactly. Mm. <laughs> a chap the chaps can get on with. Yes. Mm. Absolutely, a jolly good bloke. That's yes. It. Oh yes. Um, yeah. But... So uh, yeah, but I haven't chosen an E-type. I think it's too obvious, and for me, uh, I just think the XJS is a is a sleeker design. Okay. No, no, won't be that. Won't be everybody's choice. I grant you that may be controversial, but that's how I feel. No, I I think you might get a reaction out of that one. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Um, this is about personal choice, after all. So this this yeah, museum yeah. was, you know, we're going to stock it with the cars that that we love, um, and 
or that we would like to see in a museum. And uh, yeah, I I'd rather stand and gawp at an XJS than an E-Type. Sorry, okay. I just would. No, that's fine. That's <laughs> absolutely fine. Well, I can work with that. If someone wants to buy us an E-Type each, I'll drive it and I'll be very happy with it. Oh, very good. Yeah, yeah. Any anyone want to do that? That's absolutely fine. I would so, be very happy to uh, to review at length and 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 have this debate out and you know sort it once and for all. But until such time as that happens, <laughs> I'm going with the XJS, which is a damn sight cheaper to buy as well. Uh, yeah, just a bit. See <laughs> how. Okay, right. I'm going to bring us on to a, a section of mine. That's a good I idea. Feel, I feel. Yeah. I feel this section, I want to do this first, partly because I, I, I want to get it out of the way for your sake. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um, but also, there, there are a few very key items in there okay. that are dear to my heart. Uh, and it's a section that's really going to make you go, oh, for... Yeah, that one. That the <laughs> word you can't say. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, it it it's a two wheeled section. Oh, you see, I, t- I knew that'd be the reaction. Oh. I'm not. I I don't need a lot of space. I just think it's worth mentioning the vehicles on my list. Because I suppose it's fair enough to have it there. But it's a section I shall be rushing through on the way to somewhere else. <laughs> well, what a thing to say. <laughs> okay, right. Okay, I don't. I won't. I won't dwell on all of the exhibits. I'm just. I won't know what any of them are anyway. You can read out all the names. I won't have a clue. Yeah, no, it's fine. I will read them out and I will give you a brief explanation of each. Okay. I won't. I won't dwell and I won't. I won't uh, lose myself in them. I think that'd be best, yeah. Okay, so the first one on the list is a Vincent Black Shadow. Actually, um, I do know what that is, and I know why it's special. Okay. Yeah. So, okay, so just for the listener then, that's basically, the reason that's in there is that was recognised in the two-wheeled world as the first superbike. Yes, it was. That was, yeah, I begrudgingly... Except that has a place in the museum. That was very special. Yeah, it's quite it's quite an impressive thing. That was a oh, blimey. The name uh, alone should give it a oh, place in the museum. It's a very very cool name. Yes, uh, and it was uh, a nine hundred ninety eight cc, fifty degree V twin engine, which gave you a speed of one hundred twenty five miles an hour. And you think that's quite impressive because it was produced in 1948. Yeah, you think, that's yeah, that's that's terrifying, isn't it? That that is terrifying. Yeah, that mm. really is. There can't have been much on the road with any number of wheels that could do that. Then, not not in late 40s. No, no. If you stretch yourself into 50s, you get to you get to Jag territory. I was going to say the XK120, yeah. um, which I think was the fastest car in the world at the time. That's right. That, um, but that, that was a little bit later. That's so, right. So, yeah, yeah that's, that was a lot of speed very early on. Yeah. It really, on a, yeah, like you say, on a bike with probably an open-fronted helmet. 
Uh, yes. Yes. So yeah, if you yeah. do hit something, I mean, your face is probably coming off. Yeah, that's it. You'll know about it, but only very briefly. Yeah. Yeah. So it's yeah. Not... That's, that'd be fine. And when they eventually find all your bits, they'll collect them back together. And... Yeah, they'll gather it together in some sort of pile and, and <laughs> send it off to your significant other. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's fine. Um, yeah, okay. unbelievable. Yes, I, I concede uh, that's a good choice. Yeah. Okay. Uh, at the complete other end of the scale, this also might be like you may be familiar with actually. Uh, it's a Yamaha FS1E. Uh, isn't that one of those synthesizers? Isn't it that the pet shop boys used? It's, you know, very, it's got all the, the buttons on the top that you can do oh, yeah. effects and things with. It's yeah, one, just one it? of those. Yeah, yeah. Either that or it's a fax machine. I'm not <laughs> sure. Ah, <laughs> oh, dear. Not a waste. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and expect amus- more of that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, amusingly, because it was called an FS1E, uh, if you said it quickly, it earned the name, uh, nickname uh, Fizzy. <laughs> oh, fair enough. And yeah. it, it, was, it was from the 70s, and it was every teenage boy's dream transport. No, it, uh, it was It was a sports moped, basically. 50cc, single cylinder, uh, incredibly popular for a very short period of time. Okay. Uh, just quite an iconic little thing. Um, and they, they are little as well. And you, they've, they've yeah. still got this weird cult following now. And you, you see them with fully grown blokes on them. You think that. That that looks that looks ridiculous, but it's the center of gravity all wrong. Yeah, <laughs> I just because of its iconic nature, I thought that's that's got to be on the list. Yeah, again, I'll give you that. Uh, that's yeah, fair enough. Anything that you can equate to a moped, I'll, I'll, I'll have to give you. Yeah, um, and uh, the next one uh, by um, Curious Fate is. Uh, links quite nicely to one of your rooms, actually, or sections. Okay. Uh, my dad had one of those. Ah, okay. And that's a Ducati 750 GT. Uh, it was my dad's pride and joy when he was a younger chap, long before I appeared. Um, quite an exotic bike in its day, and he used to ride it daily. It was his mode of transport. Okay, oh, fair enough. He he doted over it, and it was just such such a desirable thing at the time. And I just I know that he just yearns to have one again. Yeah. If I had the wherewithal, I'd I'd go and buy him one. <laughs> Very good. Um, but it's also quite important in Ducati history as well, um, because it was the first production Ducati to have a ninety degree V twin engine which doesn't sound particularly significant. But from then on, that basically became their signature engine design, just still to this day. Okay. Uh, so it's quite, it's quite a poignant one. It's Italian as well, so it, it looks very cool. The um, only thing wrong with that is that you're not pronouncing it properly. Uh, no, I am pronouncing it correctly. I'm not from the colonies. No, no, it should be Ducati. Oh, no, I thought you were... Oh. That's all right. No, it, northern people. That's fine. 
Uh, yeah, I thought you were uh, on about the uh, the Americans and their insistence on calling them Ducardis. But oh, no, no. No no. no, no. No, I was thinking of Steve Berry on Old Top Gear. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. he, he loved that. <laughs> he did. Yes. Oh, God, I'd forgotten about him. <laughs> he, does, he does crop up from time to time. Actually, oh, he's still he? around. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I know, he was doing a radio show at some point, wasn't he? Weird leather outfit. Yeah. Leather outfit. I think it was fairly essential. Well, only if you're going on a bike. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Okay. Actually, then go on. Then, if we're tying in with a bit of uh, northernness and motorcycles, my next one. You you segued into that beautifully without even knowing it. Oh, skills. Was uh, it's it's a racing bike. This one, Uh, and that's Neil Hodgson's. 2000 uh, British Superbike Championship winning Ducati 996. Uh, and he's quite a northern chap anyway because he's from Burnley. So oh, yeah, that, it's hard to get more than one northern than that. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that's your yeah, that's tie proper. in there. Yeah, that's hardcore. Yeah, yeah. very good. <laughs> so, yeah, I thought, I thought you'd like that. It was, yeah, it was not only... <laughs> Oh, no, that was that was more Liverpool. Sorry, I've gone off a tangent. Oh God! I could spend the rest of the evening mispronouncing. Duke oh God! But we're all over the country here. Oh yeah. Oh yes, but gorgeous bike. Very important year in terms of motorcycle racing in Britain. It was a a fierce battle, and with him and Chris Walker, fantastic. Um, and also, uh, Hodgson uh, raced that bike as a wild card in the British rounds of the World Superbike and won that as well. So that that deserves its place. Impressive, fair yeah. enough. Yeah, so that's that goes in there. Okay. Uh, we're going to continue on, and I think actually the remaining ones are all along the racing theme. Um, no, no motorcycle exhibit would be complete without... Uh, Joey Dunlop's 2000 Isle of Man winning uh, Honda VTR SP1. Uh, no idea. He, <laughs> Joey Dunlop rocked up uh, on this quite impressive bike at the ripe old age of 48. Okay. And, and won. <laughs> right. He looked dishevelled, uh, but he won. Wow! It just—it goes in for that reason only. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, he'd—he'd been away for a while, and he thought, "Oh no, I'll—I'll go back and do it." And uh, yeah, off he went. Absolutely nailed it. Made everyone look a bit silly in that uh, Formula (laughs) One race that year. (laughs) Very good. Yes. Well, as you say, for that reason alone, it—it should go in. That's right. Um, I'll keep reading them off so you don't get bored. Please do. Uh, no idea. Okay, you'll recognise the name of this person, uh, Valentina Rossi. Oh, you we've touched on him before, not like that. Yeah, no, um, don't, <laughs> I don't think you'd appreciate it. No. Um, he was the last rider to win in the two-stroke era of Premier Class Racing, okay. uh, and he didn't just win it by whiskey he trounced them 11 wins in that particular season on his honda nsr 500 uh 
and I think for that reason alone, I mean, those bikes were evil. Right. They're, they're, they're just demonic little things. They, they had so much power, but in a very, very specific part of the rev range that was ready to kill you. It, yeah. Okay. Were, yeah. 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 I'm just looking at some pictures. Yeah. Yeah. The, 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 that that weird two-stroke thing of just going right. Well, you can have power here. That's your lot. That's so it's all there. Yes. It's all there, and you're only controlling that with your wrist. And if you get it wrong, I'm going to fire you into space. <laughs> so that's yeah. That's he gets kudos for that. Yeah. Uh, we'll continue on his theme. Um, he continued with Honda for the following two years as they moved into the four-stroke era. Uh, and everyone said, oh, he's only winning because it's the bike. Yeah. So in 2004, he said, "Now nah, bollocks to that. I'm going to move to Yamaha, which was a turd. Oh. So he moved to Yamaha, and in 2004, he won the championship on that instead. Right, and thus proving it very much was not the bike. Yes. yes. So, for that reason, we have his 2004 championship-winning Yamaha YZR M1 as well. Okay, very good. I like you. You've put thought into. There's a nice story behind each one. Mm. So, yeah, I won't have to push them out of a window while you're not looking. That's good. no, no. Uh, and there we go. You're happy. It's the final one, uh, <laughs> and it's well, it's the one that's most relevant to our little island uh and it's barry sheen's bike okay uh, he's our he's the last uh british person to win the top class of motorcycle racing uh championship we haven't had one since we had a few win races but not not championships so we've been mm-hmm. So he, he he earns his place, and it's his 1976 Suzuki RG500. Okay. Glorious-looking thing. Um, 500cc, four-cylinder, two-stroke, just brilliant. And he was cool as well. Well, he had a mullet, didn't he? So obviously... Well, yeah. that's it. He was... You, you, I mean, he was mates with James Hunt. They were drinking champagne, smoking Marlboros, and advertising brute. <laughs> Job done. It's all there, isn't it? You don't get that these days. No, you don't, I'm afraid. No. Oh. No. <laughs> record. And he was, I mean, you got to think he was quite like a, he was almost rock star status. Yes. He was that sort of thing of going, if you don't like bikes, you know who Barry Sheen is. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you did. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, and there we go. That's, That's my good. You've you've come up with good reasons for those. There's a nice story behind each one. Okay, you you'll, you'll allow me that section. You might I'll not allow run you that th- section. You might yeah. not run through it as fast as you thought you might. No, if there's a fire, I'm not saving stuff from that area. Um, but yeah, I'll I'll let you have that. Yeah, you might you might stop and have a look. Well, some of it burn. Um, no, no. It, when it's not on fire, you might just pop in and go. Oh, no, you might have a point. It's not. I'm not saying you want to ride one, but you might stop and have a look. I might stop and have a look and make a note of the ones that are leaking on the nice wood floor. And um, yeah, That's right. They're only small capacities compared to cars, so they won't oh, leak. Worry, we're going to have that problem in every room. So, yeah. 
Yeah, you bring in Jaguars and Rovers and you're going to need a trough under those. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm forever wheeling that P6 back and forth, mopping up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. That's a very valid point. <laughs> oh, yes. Right, go on then. Lead us into your next section. Um, I promise you everything from here on in, from my end, will be four wheels. Excellent. Excellent. I'm slightly disappointed you didn't have anything with a sidecar on it, but still, we'll come on to that. Um, So my next section was called uh, Muscle. Ah, yes. So we've got some big beefy chaps in here um, from uh, around the world. Um, I'm starting uh, with some uh, American muscle. Mm. Seems some proper. Seems appropriate. We've got some proper '70s American muscle here to begin with, and right up front, I'm going to have a Pontiac Firebird Trans Am. Well, for various reasons, I assume. For various reasons, um, mm-hmm. one, it's called Trans Am. And that is one of the coolest names. Americans name muscle cars very well. Mm. They've had some fantastic names. If you mm. think about it, Trans Am, Challenger, Charger, Corvette, Corvair. There's just, it's so much of it. Every, you know, so much of it. Really good yeah, names. Very cool. Really good names. Thunderbird, Firebird. Just wonderful names. Evocative. Anyway. Evocate indeed. You know what you're dealing with with a name like that. <laughs> um, so I'm having the Firebird Trans Am, the original uh, one, um, Burt Reynolds and the Bandit. Well, yeah, that was, that was my um, next point. <laughs> yeah. The big gold chicken on the bonnet. And, yeah. Where you go. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. I just think it's the, the incredibly elaborate alloy wheels. The gold pinstriping all the way down it in black. Um, the T tops popped out. Oh, just yeah, yep, can't knock it. Yeah, that's going there. And right next to it, I'm going for a Dodge Challenger. Okay, not the new one, original Dodge Challenger, preferably an RT, um, which was their sort of hot versions, which I think stood for road and track. Uh, if I'm not very much mistaken. Um, They did a Challenger RT and a Charger RT, but I'm choosing the Challenger Vanishing Point spec in white. Mm, Nice. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Proper American muscle. Yep, not not a problem with that. Now, the next one, well, it's a Ford Mustang. Right, okay. Now I'm listening. Which one? Which exactly? Which one? Now, this is this is tricky. Yeah, because there are many to choose from. Yeah, I've I've got opinions at the ready, just in case. Yes, <laughs> yes I thought you would. Uh, again, this isn't necessarily to drive and own, but for me, I'm going to go with a Mac One. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Because I'll, I'll allow it. You'll allow it. Yeah. Because diamonds are forever. We don't need to tell that story again. We've covered it in great detail before. <laughs> uh, and because uh, gone in sixty seconds. Originally, 
the original Gone in Sixty, which yeah. is an awful, awful, awful movie. But uh, yeah, the, but the Mustang in it is better. Oh, by a country mile. Yes, exactly. The plastic tat. The one in the Eleanor. oh, oh, the new one. Oh, new. I mean, it's not new. Was it? It's a nineties film, but the um, Nicholas Cage one, the GT five hundred, is just awful. It's got Dog's the dinner. worst body kit. Oh, fiberglass crap! It's just terrible. Yeah, yeah. So that's up. that one's out. I don't, it's that one's not going in at all. Mm. But the Mac One, uh, for me. I'm not saying it was the best of the Mustangs. Uh, for me, it's the one. It's just the one I like. That's fine. That's the one you want. We'll mm-hmm. we'll accept that. Yeah. Where now we, we go got, next? We've got one last uh, American muscle car. Mm-hmm. Um, much newer, much more modern, but it wouldn't be uh, right to not have uh, a Ford Crown Victoria police interceptor yeah it's a bit of a different take but i i understand why it's in there yeah uh not necessarily in police livery um i would probably have it in black Mm, on the steel wheels no lights uh, at least no exterior lights probably say a detective's car rather than uh, Mm. you know rather than a, a cruiser but yeah, in black, steel wheels, black interior, uh, really kind of low key, stealthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I that's really, good. really, really like those. I really like the Crown Vic. Yeah, I would. I would have a Crown Vic. Mm, I would, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, yeah, that really does it for me. Um, and the police interceptor models, which. It was always rumoured they had tuned engine and beefed up suspension and things like that. I don't opinions divided on whether that's actually true. Whether they did get, I mean, it was a model built specifically for law enforcement by Ford, but how different it was from the the civilian one, I, I don't know. Opinion is divided on that as to how different it really was. <laughs> Some say it had. Uh, it had the smaller steel wheels and the fatter tires so it could ride up on curbs without bursting the tires and things like that right um and you know heavier duty suspension um so that it could you know do a little light off-roading if needs be <laughs> mm. uh, slightly raised up slightly higher ground clearance than the ordinary one but i think it varied enormously depending on who was having it i think certain applications they did tweak them and in other times they didn't but um, yeah, I'd love one of those. Um, okay. And you can you can you can find them for six seven grand now. Um, yeah, I bet. Yeah, they're not uh, they're not too pricey. But yeah. yes, I'd have a definitely have a police interceptor in my muscle section. Okay, good stuff. Now uh, moving we... back, moving back more towards Urup. Mm. Um, I'm popping in something next, which. I think we've established is very close to my heart, but I think belongs firmly in this section. The Jaguar S Type R. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's, Ooh, that's yeah. that definitely falls into the muscle territory, doesn't it? Proper British with four hundred brake horsepower. 
um, before you even look at tuning or tweaking mm-hmm. um, out of a 4.2 litre supercharged V8. It makes a lovely noise. That's a proper muscle car. Yep. Yeah. And it it looks like it too, with the bigger wheels, the lowered suspension. It just looks like it's up to no good. You get yeah. one of those in dark grey mm. with a black interior. Ooh. Mm. Properly sinister. Yeah, I think it is. Mm. So yeah, an S type R. Mm. Like that. Next choice is uh, you're probably not yeah not a car that I would have, but it belongs in this section because I think it is quite special. Uh, a Vauxhall Monaro or a Holden Monaro if you're from down under. Uh, yeah, I do like those a lot yeah. actually. Yeah, yeah, mm. they are rather good. You never see one. No, quite rare actually. I mean, yes, they all, are. They were reasonably popular for a while, mm. but. They've all disappeared. Uh, yeah, um, I would guess. Yeah, I mm. expect a lot of them went the wrong side of a hedge because mm. um, they were very powerful. But I think a Monaro, probably in a slightly leery colour, probably red or that bronze that they did. Yeah, um, seems appropriate, doesn't it? Yeah, I think so. So mm. I think one of those belongs. Now, if we're talking eye-swivelling lunacy... I think we should pop a TVR in here. Uh, yes, they are the epitome of muscle, aren't they? They yeah. big engine up front and not a lot behind it. No, that's right. Um, cabin like a fiberglass canoe factory, I believe was the phrase. Yeah, I mean, it, it depends which one, really. Doesn't it? That's that's the only clue. It does there. depend which one. I'm gonna go with one of the more bonkers ones, because I think it's appropriate with a TVR, mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to go with a Cigaris. Yeah, that's fairly bonkers, isn't it? I'd pretty crazy. It's a lunatic yeah. mobile, in fact. It is. A, yes, it is. It yeah. is. Yeah, but it it is muscle, but it is cool as well. It, oh, it, it, yeah. does, it does it all in one... Yeah, I think one so. terrifying package. It is, t- yes, that, quite. Um, mm. Is that they used to say TVR didn't do any testing. They just put the car on sale and then found out how good or bad it was by their owners writing to them to complain how dead they were. Oh, that was, yes. yes. <laughs> Got to love a Mr. Clarkson. Yes, exactly. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, they, they were uh, a bit... Yeah, you had to have your wits about you if you were taking that out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I have been in a TVR, not a Cigaris. I've, I've been in a Chimera many moons ago. In fact, I think we mentioned it on the podcast. Hey, that yes, was quite, we did. That was quite tame compared with this. Um, the Cigaris <laughs> was, yeah. And again, if we have it in the museum, there's no chance of you taking it for a drive. So, <laughs> No, this is true. It can just sit there looking bonkers in the corner yeah that's it it's not going to break down and it's not going to kill you so it's fine so it's fine there we are safely nestled away in in there now (laughs) i've got two left here which i think you're going to approve of immensely okay next one is a nissan skyline oh i do approve that's a very different kind of muscle again it's a very and i've tried to come up with some different types of muscle Mm. Um, American, British, bonkers. Um, 
Mm. But the skyline now, of course, the question is which one? Yeah, um, it is your choice. You, you gave us your favorite one recently, I believe. I'm choosing the R32. Perfect choice, really. I'm not. So. I'm not going to get grumpy about any of them. No, again, it's one of those. You, you're not going to be stroppy if you're given any of them. Um, mm. Yeah, I think it's it, it purely visually. It, it works for me. It's a it's a do everything car as well. That's what I love about it. Yeah, it is. It's actually quite. It's quite. You could even say it's a practical car. Yeah, it's really not far off, is it? No. It's got a mm. proper boot. It's got a proper back seat. You could do your shopping in that. Yeah, I know, I know people who have. So, yeah, well, there you go. Yeah, that was their only vehicle. So, yeah, fair yeah, play. You could do that with that. You could. Yeah, you could daily that. Mm. Um, it's going to be reliable enough, too. Well, yeah. Japanese reliability. Away you go. Exactly. <laughs> so, there we are. So, there's that. So, so I've got one more. Oh, I've got oh one yeah. More yeah, in this yeah. Section. We're off to Germany. Ah, okay. And yeah, you're not going to object to this. I have chosen a 635 CSI BMW. Mm, right, okay. That's yeah, I got got time for that. Shark nose styling. Yeah, proper proper muscly looks to it. Yeah, I did be a 6 6 liter uh, what was it in that straight six? Must have been, yeah. I think so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, coupe, never a saloon. I mean, or any of the shark nose beamers work, but in terms of the muscle section, I think the six three five. Um, That's just, interesting. They're just great. They are. I mean, they're brilliant, brilliant looking things. They're, they're very iconic. When you said Germany, I thought you were going to go completely off piste. Uh, in terms yeah. of muscle car, and um, probably one that's lesser known, but I thought you were going to go Weisman. Interesting. No, yeah, could do though. That could that could fit in this section by far, uh, definitely. Yeah, absolute lunatic car. That as it's well. It's a good. Yeah, it is, isn't it? That would sit nicely next to the TVR, particularly um, if you went for the. What was the I think it was. Possibly the last one they did, the the MF5, which had the BMW V10 in it. Right. Yes. Wow. Yeah. No, that could that could work. Yeah. I mean, the other possibility was a BMW 850. But oh, that's that's GT. That's not muscle, is it? That's not really muscle. No, exactly. Um, Big engine, but it's smooth. Yeah, it is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, not really the same thing at all. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, Weissman would would fit nicely there. Yeah, I mean, there's. Yeah, I'm not saying this is an exhaustive list. There's obviously no. other. Everyone will have an opinion as to what we could have chosen. Yeah, that's my that's my my muscly room. Very good. Yeah, yeah, I'd like to uh, wander around that one. Yeah, I think we could all find something to have a poke around with there. Yeah. Okay, right. So where are you taking us next, then? I'm going to take you somewhere entirely un... not un... not unexpected at all. <laughs> <laughs> are we going all sporty again? Uh, no. Okay. 
No, we're going to the 9-11 room. Of course we are. And I've chosen this very specifically. Well, Uh, if you're naming the room after one type of car, yes. Yes. Uh, But I'm not going mad. What I would like is the 9-11 in its purest, simplest form. So I have picked a car from each generation, but I'm specifically saying they're going to be all entry level. Okay, so base base spec of each model. Essentially, yes, that's it. Because because at the upper end where they you get all of the different crazy variants that build mm. and build and build over the decades, I just think it 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 confuses them out too much. I think let's keep it simple. Let's watch the evolution of the design. Talking about nine elevens is very confusing. So th- this will keep it fairly stop simple. Stop saying numbers and letters. <laughs> so that that that's good. I mean, we're we're not going to be including letters because we're gonna, well, maybe one. Um, but <laughs> we're going to keep it fairly simple. Okay. Because we've got, and I'm going to kill myself if I've missed any. But I think, <laughs> what are we thinking? Uh, It'll be quite an extreme reaction. Oh yeah, it is extreme. But after all the build-up on the podcast, I think well, I think we're going to be looking at eight variants of nine eleven. Okay, so you're you're filling a room just with nine elevens. Yep, I d- I don't necessarily have to. Have I should a room. have seen should have seen that coming, shouldn't I? Really, I I, I envisage an arc of nine elevens. How's about that? What? As in, we can set it afloat down the river? No, 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 no. More the, the shape. In two by two. More the shape rather than Noah. Oh, yes. okay. Yes. Oh. I thought so. you were designing a whole new wing for the building there. No, 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 no. I, we're not... when I said it was docks. <laughs> no, we don't have an aquatic <laughs> feature. We're all right. Oh, dear. Adam's special underwater 9-11 section. If it's underwater, we've buggered it somewhere along the line. Yes. Gone wrong. Hmm. Yeah. No, so we've got, we're going to have uh, an original. Um, so basically, you could, you'd suppose you could class an original anywhere from 63 to 73-ish. Okay. Um, but probably keep it in its purest form, get it as early on as possible. It would be quite nice to kind of maintain a colour throughout as well. Oh, okay, yeah. But if you tried to maintain a colour throughout, you'd probably have to go something from the mm, slightly more dull range of the palette. So you'd probably end yeah. up with a silver, something like that. You're going to end up respraying some of them, though, aren't mm. you? That's the trouble. Or I the... do like the idea of original base spec. That mm. well, that speaks to me. I like. Yes, I, I do approve of that in any car. Actually, just I just yeah. think it, it it'll. It will show the design language better. Yes. Um, so if we move on from the original, the next one would be uh, a G-series, uh, which which lasted for quite a while. There are all the different variants, but that takes us from 73 pretty much all the way up to 89, I think. Um, okay. Yeah, but that's all encompassing. That's got various crazy things all the way along the lines. But just, just like I said, keep it simple. We're going to go base spec. 
and just yeah, nice yeah. simple lines we're not we're not going for the flared arches or the wide track or the whale tails it's just yeah just the pure shape yeah yeah pure yeah. shape um and then then we after the g series we move into the sort of more regimented number system that we're familiar with <laughs> Uh, because the next one would be the 964. Uh, okay. Assuming yeah. we can get one in there that hasn't been resto modded. Yes, um, I was going to say, it's the darling of the workshop at the moment, isn't it? Yeah. Probably slicing one to pieces to do something to it. Mm, yeah. That's it. So that get get a nice early one of those in there. Um, and that had, oh, I'm thinking, if we got up to 89 with the G-Series, so we're going 89 to 94. Yeah. Um, so that's a that's a good and probably my favourite of the air cooled era. Um, yeah, I think it is for a lot of people. Mm. Um, yeah, it's why it's becoming the platform for, as you say, so many different modding projects. Yes. Um, um, as we move on from the nine six four, we're going to then have the nine nine three. Okay. Uh, yeah. Which was the. Uh, last of the air cooled, um, ninety four yeah. to ninety eight. It, it styling wise, it had that sort of slightly more raked look to the headlights. Yes, slightly, um, slightly less prominent. Um, yeah, yeah, which, which I don't know. I mean, it, it, people do love them, but I, I still yearn back to the nine six four, the slightly more. Classic yeah, one. I think I do. I think I do. That yeah, it's slightly more rounded, isn't it, than mm. the nine nine three? But it would, mm, yeah. It's that's personal preference, really. They're, it's it is. All good. Yeah. It's all good. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, so one of those, yes. Yep. Next, next, we're into the water cooled. It's the nine nine six. This is the one that everyone goes. Oh dear, I don't know. The yes, fried egg lights. The fried the, egg headlights, yes, yeah. indeed. Yeah, that was an interesting choice, wasn't it? But I suspect those are going to, because they're different to all the others, they're going to start, people are going to latch on to that fact. I, I think they, well, they I could think start it, to, to go up. They will. I mean, they're still the cheapest 911 you can buy. Yes, by far, yeah. But they they will go up. They're the way um, in at the moment, aren't they? Um, yeah, um, and think it, the the styling challenged people a bit, and you think it was uh, two thousand one. They got the facelift, so mm. there you could notice it quite easily on the headlights because the earlier ones had uh, where it followed the bonnet shut line and the bumper carried on. It was that was where the divide was between light and indicator. So right, from the yeah. facelift, it all the light all became one unit. All became one. Yeah, mm. it um, was quite a common uh, design cue at that time, wasn't it? On all sorts of different cars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was very of its time. I'll give them yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, moving on to uh, the nine nine seven. Have a nice mm-hmm. simple spec Carrera in there. Headlights um, back to normal. Headlights back to normal. Probably my favourite styling of the water-cooled era. Okay, yeah, I'll give um, you that. Yeah, it, particularly the earlier ones, pre-facelift, so pre two thousand and eight, because it, it 
it was the rear lights that bothered me on the later ones. <laughs> didn't didn't like them as much. Didn't yeah, they were a bit different. Yeah, Why, yeah the, well, the shape of the lights themselves, the light unit themselves, didn't particularly change. It was the way that the the bulbs and lighting in the unit was arranged, and just didn't do it for me. Mm. Um, but then. Oh, that's, that's world problems. It really is, yeah. Yes. yeah well, I don't like the way they arrange the bulbs. Yeah. It's, it's, well, I'm being honest. Uh, yes, absolutely. Um, now we move on to the 991. Okay. And again, again, it, it caused a bit of a stir. Electric steering. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, everyone was banging on about that, wasn't they? That kicked right off that. They did. Ruined the nine eleven. Yes. Yeah. So that that got a bit of hatred, but no, we'll still put a Carrera in. Put an early one in from uh, I think nine nine one was two thousand and eleven to two thousand and eighteen. Oh, you know your porkers, don't you? And uh, when the facelift came in two thousand and fifteen, uh, there was more anger uh, because the entry-level cars were no longer naturally aspirated. <clears throat> they were three-litre turbocharged engines rather than, rather than uh, what preceded it in the pre-face lift, which were the uh, 3.6 naturally aspirated. So everyone yeah. soon forgot about electric steering and was worried <clears throat> that the entry-level uh, 911s had turbos on them. Disgusting. Oh, yeah, that's, that's going to upset people. Apparently, of, of of all of the all of the buyers, it's going to be nine eleven people that you're going to upset the most. Yeah, they're a bit of a bunch, aren't they? Yeah, change takes a while to be accepted. Mm. Uh, yes, I can see change being an issue in the nine eleven group. Yes, but it ultimately gets there. Uh, it just the initial reaction is usually venomous. Oh well, you you can have them all going in this room then. Uh, yep, uh, and then we'll bring it bang up to date. We then on to the nine nine two, which I think in in base form is actually just a really good looking car. Was this the one you got all unnecessary about a little while ago? Uh, that was that was a GT three touring, which which styling wise is reasonably base spec. But, yes, uh, I just think while it while it has grown and it is quite a big car, the styling of the nine nine two, I find it more appealing than the nine nine one, but not as appealing as the nine nine seven. Yeah, fair enough. But that's that. That's me. And there, there you go. Those are your eight generations in one room. I all like in that. bog bog standard spec. Just. Spot on. Yeah, I like that. I yeah, I can see. I quite like the base spec aspect of it. I like the being able to see the evolution of it. Mm. Um, yeah, I was tempted to have a Jaguar room and just have one of everything, but they've already done that. Um, oh yeah, you can go to that. It's lovely. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, yes, okay. I quite like your nine eleven room there. Yeah. It was always going to happen, wasn't it? When you think it about was it? really, yeah, that's yeah. True. Well, they were going to be everywhere, weren't they? Yeah, we'll have a special floor set aside for you. But I um, thought, there you go. That's me. 
I'll get it all out of my system in one go. You've I'll, you've just done it all in one place there, haven't you? Yeah. One place, and then I won't get too pervy about special editions. You can just see like for like. If one pops up somewhere else, see, I did. I almost, I was gonna put a nine eleven in the muscle room, and then I thought, well, a, I don't know which one to pick, and b, he's gonna put them everywhere. So <laughs> I didn't. I, I, you're right. I've confined them all to one space there. You have, haven't you? They're yeah. all hidden away behind one door. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Good. I like that. I like the base spec nature of that. Mm. Um, keeping it simple. Yep. Yeah. No messing. That's, that's cool. We'll leave it there for the first part of the Stuff and Waffle Museum of Glorious Things. Join us again next week for the final part to see what exhibits await. Find us on Twitter and Instagram or email stuffandwaffle at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. <laughs>